0: The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took which led to recovery and got his life back. if it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist.
1: All right, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you're at in this world. I'm glad you're here to join me, Max from the Fearless Happiness podcast. I have a wonderful and amazing guest, Anjali Partridge. Um, I've known her for quite a while now through her brother who was one of my coaches and mentors, and he was just an amazing human being. And you'll hear us talk about him as we go through this uh, interview today, but she's an amazing human being. Um, I had interviewed her once before and due to my technical difficulties cannot find the recording. So I asked her if she would come back and here she is. <laughs> and you should have seen us earlier. We were going back and forth. We were talking about her brother, my brother, where the, the audio is cutting in and out. And she just said, I'm going to sit on the floor. So today, let's know without further ado, let's get this started. Angel, please tell the audience who you are and exactly
2: what it is you do. Hey, so I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Max, for the invitation again. And um, this is such an honor to be on here with you once more. Um, No matter what happened with that first recording, it doesn't even matter. Um, It's just an honor and a privilege to be on once more. And I can't thank you enough. And like he said, I am Lonnie Robinson's sister. Um, I am by trade a family nurse practitioner Um, I operate a small practice, and it is family practice, internal medicine, and integrated health, where I also um, treat mental health as well as physical health. And by God's grace, I am also a co-author of a book, um, Small Pearl and Every Girl. I write. I'm a speaker. I'm a health advocate. I'm a mom of three and a dog, so I guess that's four. And I'm a wife. So, and I'm
1: so grateful to be here. I'm so glad that we get to do this again. And I don't think you told me about this book that just came out. So I'm so happy we're going to talk about that too. Um, Like she, you got to understand, like I knew, I met her through her brother and Chris Whitehead, who were both guests on previous episodes. And and they're really good friends of mine. And, you know, sometimes I let some curse words go out, Angel. But in this one, you know, I got to tell you this was your brother so what happened was like i'm a, i just released episode 59 right which to me i just you know has everything to do with your brother and chris and oh. them coaching me and, and pushing me to be better right so but there was one day where you know, for like a year, I had been talking to your brother. and uh, I didn't even think I talked to you about it, right? Like, I'm going to release a podcast. I'm going to do it. But I kept coming yeah. up with excuses. And you know your brother. He loves, you know, he doesn't cuss very much. But he was like, effing Max. <laughs> He does. He does. He yelled at me, just do it. And I was like, oh, wow, man. Like you never done this before. You know, he caught me off guard and he goes, just remember perfect doesn't mean done. And from that day forward, look, like I said, I released episode 59 yesterday and if he was here i would probably give him that big old bear hug you know even though he's bigger than me for and thank him for pushing me right and also thanking for you know meeting you you're right and allowing us to meet and 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 work together because we all belong to the digital marketing mavericks when he was alive and we all work together on becoming better human beings and you know that's what angel embodies to me she's like you know she's got one of the toughest jobs in the world as she said she's a mother of three i mean well, I don't care what your view is on that, but to me, watching it from my mom and, and you know, my wife and, and all these mothers who are just kick butt, right, and and take care of their families. And then she's got a practice where she helps people, you know, get better, you know, making sure their health is good. I had to bring her back and and redo this. So, um oh. Thank you. you know, Angel, I want you to, you know, you can go as deep as, as you want or whatever, but like, what are some of the personal challenges that you faced? Like we call this in this journey of becoming an entrepreneur, you know, in your case, being a private practice and doing your, cause Lonnie gave me a backstory of like, you becoming in nurse practitioner, how he kind of kicked yeah. you in the butt too. Like you gotta go yeah. do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. tell the audience, yeah. like some of those challenges, you know, raising kids, being a wife, being a mother, and yeah, all, with man. all the challenges that come yes.
0: with that.
2: Oh, thank you so much. That's a great question. Um, and like you said, Lonnie, I always said he's the great agitator. Even even now in his absence or in the transition, he still is like on me about stuff. Like, go ahead and write it. Do this. Do that. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know. And so <laughs> <laughs> when he was here in body, he was the person that you held, that held you accountable at all times. If you said you were gonna do a thing, he looked for you to do the thing. Um, if you said you were gonna write it, he was like, go ahead and write the books. And one of his last texts to me was, I'm about the now. And so little by little things that he has spoken to me here, things that were on text messages and just things that I feel from him in my spirit, actually propel me to do other things. And we can talk about that later. But some of the challenges just in being a nurse practitioner was being certified as a nurse practitioner, which um, I think you've heard the story before. And I know he told you in depth that I failed twice. Mm -hmm. And so I went to school originally. My middle son is 16. So 16 years ago, I went to graduate school You have to get your master's degree and you have to take another test and all this. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get my master's and, you know, ended up got the master's and a baby. And so life happened and years went by. And I think about the first time I took the test was in 2010, I want to say. No, 2017. (laughs) No, 2010 was the first time and I failed it. So I waited like seven more years and then I took it again. And lo and behold, I failed once more and I was like, dude, like I remixed my whole study plan and you're talking about being fearless. It was almost like relentless, almost anger, sort of like, like I was like, really, God? Like I thought you said I could do this, but I failed again. Like, what is this about? But we things happen and we fail as long as we fail forward, we're doing pretty good. It's the getting back up. I I think Rocky said, you know, you get hit, but it's the getting back up that matters. Mm -hmm. And so on the third time I got back up, but before the whole get back up thing and the victory came, the great agitator said to me, you know, start all over, you know, and supportive friends came out and they were like, look, just start everything over, maybe study with some people. And I was like, I don't have time to study with people. I've got stuff to do. (laughs) See, I know this I know
1: this just story like, from your brother, so right. go
2: ahead. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to. And so he was like, you know, I was in this study group on Facebook, and one night I was like, you know what, I'm just going to study. I did a live video in the study group with these people, and I started sharing with them um, some, some study techniques that, as a nursing instructor, I had shared with students. And so I started to be the instructor for me that I needed. It's sort of like an out-of-body Experience to become me for me. So when I did that, I did a video in somebody else's Facebook group and just talking out loud to people, just doing my thing. Video went off, end of story. Woke up the next morning, was a Saturday morning, and Lonnie called me. He said, Hey, do you know a thousand people watched that video last night? And I was like, What video? Because I'm thinking I'm just studying, you know, I'm just. Right. Doing- Doing, just trying to make it to what I'm trying to do. And he was like, no, a thousand people watched the video. He was like, if you had charged everybody $1 to listen to you, that'd been $1,000. He was like, you're giving people what they don't have. I was like, dude, I'm just studying though. <laughs> like, It's not a thing. And he was like, it is. So you have to start your own Facebook group. And so from there, I started a Facebook group, and it was just amazing to start a community of people who just needed to know that it's okay to fail. And from there, Lonnie helped me to launch a group, um, MP Training Network. And since 2018, um, I passed boards May 10th, 2018. And from that point, I just launched forward, just trying to help people study. Um, Since then, I've just gone on to mentor people. And if I hear somebody say they failed, I'm like, hey, look, I've got a story to tell you. I can help you. And so Lonnie just really helped to launch me forward on that. And as you know, he, he was relentless with, you know, make sure you do this and do that. And he was like, people need you. And, and that's part of being the fearless piece of this was having the courage to do what I thought was over with studying, you know, to do it one more time and to be brave enough to say to other people, look, I failed. And it was amazing because when I said I failed, other people were saying they were fail- that they had failed too. And I was like, dude, you didn't say a word. So like, you never know like what your fearlessness for lack of a better word or the best word to use right now without getting in your jar, <laughs> um, it can really free somebody like you being brave can actually help somebody else come alongside and say, hey, look, I had that same thing happen to me. So, you know, and you can bring them up with you or bring them along with you on your journey. And that, that makes it all worth it, really. Um, I don't want to be long-winded on your podcast, though.
1: So. No, no, this I is mean. all about you today and that you're so correct. And that's kind of what I've learned in my recovery, right? And like you said, that Rocky, when I watched that Rocky movie, I think one of the last was one with his son when he was, talking about that he he says it's not about how hard you can get hit but it's how many times you keep coming back right that's
2: right
1: and you you've shown that like you showed you showed now to the my audience right the the grit it took right because a lot of people i know when i fail something i mean it's so deflating you know when you just kind of go like especially if you know Uh. you gave it your all and you studied and you just go okay okay, God, is this in the cards for me? Or are you trying to tell me something? You know what I mean? You know, I just put myself through this schooling and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, right? And like you said, not only once, but twice, like most people would have walked away and like, I'm done. You know what I mean? So that's a a true test to your character as a human being, right? Mm -hmm. You've shown people like, I don't give up, right? And your brother was all about not giving up. And trust yeah. me, me and him had our talks. I remember getting my butt chewed a couple of times when I started yeah. something with him in the beginning and then I disappeared.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. When he, when and, and, he, and it's so good because the relentlessness that what you were talking about is the ability just to grit and stick, like mm-hmm. don't stop until you are proud. I mean, even if you're your own cheerleader, like I would have posters and you've seen Lonnie's podcast and saw the whiteboards and stuff and literally like two weeks ago this office was full of stuff all over the walls and i just got this unction just to start every that's all done and there's new stuff that's coming from somewhere Right, but it is the relentlessness of i'm gonna do it and i'm not gonna stop not to mention i got this person on my back but i'm not gonna stop until i can look me in the face and say i know i did the best that I could do, right? And, and I, that's yeah. that's it. You're doing awesome, Max. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your backdrop, and yeah, you're awesome.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, we we've had good teachers, you know what I mean, and even people, other people in the groups when we all would sit with Lonnie and you know, and your brother can talk. We know that he yeah, yeah, yeah. go for hours, yeah, yeah. you know. What I mean? like, <laughs> Right. And, but that's how passionate he was about helping people. Yeah. And right. Yes. And that rubbed off on me, you know, like never quitting because he never quit on me because like, I knew your brother, what, 10 years before he passed. Right. And in the beginning, but the first few years, I'd always get an idea, start with him and then I would disappear. Right. And one yeah. time I got my butt chewed by him and then I didn't hear, you know, <sighs> I just said, okay, you know, I took it hard and I, I walked away. But he was always there. Right. So your brother was instrumental in helping me write my book and getting that out and pushing me, you know, during a time of tragedy that you know about. Right.
2: And that's the kind of person he
1: was. Right. And that's the kind of person you are. You don't. The biggest thing I've learned in my journey in recovery as a human being is first and foremost, don't give up on myself because then when someone needs help, I'm not going to give up on them. You know what I
2: mean? Right that's right right. that's right and that that's so transitional too and you know a lot of times we get stuck on on one part of our story like you know the whole not passing the board thing but then it's so transitional to other things like him passing away and it's like bruh really what are you doing like (laughs) that's not what we talked about and we didn't talk about this like what are you doing (laughs) yeah but it's just (laughs) like (laughs) we'll talk about it up there when i get there yeah but like the tenacity and the I can't stop because somebody's waiting for me to tell to help them because somebody's sitting in the same space that we were sitting in this time last year, you know. And mm-hmm. somebody's waiting on the fearlessness of me to tell them, hey, there is a get through part. There's a come out part. There's a go back into part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because definitely. We, Grief is, yeah, but that is also life. And one of the things that I was able to share or or find out too in Lonnie's transition was that the ups and downs, once the ups and downs stop, life is over. Right. So if you can't handle that up and down and you can't find the fearlessness, it's going to be a sad journey for you. Right. But you've got to figure out your why to push. And sometimes you are the why.
1: Exactly. And sometimes
2: they are the why. Yeah, yeah. So somebody needed you to come out of your stuff to help them, you know, and somebody needed me to take that test one more time. And it was those people that watched that video, you know, and it's the people that you're talking to It's the people that listen to the podcast. And no matter what it is, I really believe that the pushing through is not just for you. The pushing through is some for somebody else who's watching you go through that. absolutely yeah it's just you
1: know i couldn't agree more because it's amazing yeah because you know that's people are always watching they say you know and no matter how good you are as a human being or whatever the case right you're always going to get your haters because they don't they're they're you know because they're seeing you keep pushing through and then they're mad at themselves because they're going to quit right or they want to quit and you know they don't feel good about themselves and i i agree with you 100 that's why we're here right because we have to show people yeah. that don't ever quit on yourself, right? It's like being honest, right? I couldn't be honest with anybody after I got sober until mm-hmm. I learned how to get honest with myself and look and take mm. that good, long, hard mm-hmm. look in the mirror and go, yeah, Max, you need to make changes or this is, these are, you're going to be your results if you don't, oh, right? Wow. And, and when making that decision, writing, having that conversation for me, it was God going, okay, God, you keep me sober and I'll do what? Ever it takes mm. to stay sober mm. right you know what I mean mm. the, and, and mm. but look at, at the relationship like you've seen Chris in his post right alignment over yeah. assignment and I agree 100% yeah. because now since I'm doing the work that your brothers has taught me Chris has taught me my recovery, yeah. Like, I'm aligned with some of the best people on this planet, in my view, like yourself, right? Like, I have – I know, like, Angel Angel and I don't always talk, but we check in, and I I check in with her. So that's how I'm doing, right? If I said, hey, Angel, I need your help. I have this situation going on. You think you can help me? She'd be like, I'm on it, right? And that's the kind of people that I align (laughs) myself with, right? Also, people who are further ahead than me so that I see their example and how they get through, just like you said, those – push through you know or get around or jump over the wall whatever it takes that obstacle right right? because that's what life is all about right and i agree with your brother he taught me that too he goes it's always about the ups and downs you're gonna have the highs where you feel you're on top of mount everest and then the next day you're gonna feel like you're in the you fell off that mountain you're in the the valley yeah and you can't get up on on the
2: floor
1: (laughs) he goes that's why you just you keep doing the work and you keep, you know, for me, it's keeping my core values first and foremost. In our case, like what we do, our ethics, our, you know, our right. our kindness, compassion, our empathy. Yeah. Right. And this is why, folks, I get to have conversations with people like Angel, you know, and, and, and have them in my life. Because I decided a long time ago that I wasn't I didn't want to be who I used to be. And that I every day I was going to try to be better than I was the day before. Um, So like so now that's something
2: that that's really good, Max, you are. I mean, you're awesome. Even even like now, (laughs) even though we we've talked before, like even (laughs) talking to you now, is like it's so inspirational because this is useful in every circumstance of life. It's just it's life is just especially this post pandemic, I guess. We're still in it, but we're posted kind of. Um, It's just because there's so many opportunities to be fearful that you forget about the opportunities not to have any fear. And it's almost like, what are you afraid of? Like, who told you that? Like, why don't you deserve to be sober? Why don't you deserve to be happy? Why don't you deserve to be? So you're having those conversations with yourself. is like so, so instrumental. And I think I I inboxed you this last week that this conversation is necessary, especially for now, because we're learning how to move forward in still in the pandemic, but past some of those defeating moments of no vaccine, what to do, how to do the things, how to live, how to, you know, send your kids back to school, how to do this. So this is just, it's so pivotal that this conversation yeah. is happening. Right. Yeah. You you, you are aligned.
1: <laughs> well, thank you.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like we understand you and I, right. That We, we have to sometimes be the example for other, like you said, you said it earlier for people to follow, like, okay, wow. I see angel doing this after all this stuff. Right. So I'm going to, or I see Max, right? And trust me, I wasn't perfect um, for a lot of years, even in being sober. I had that negative self-talk for so long, right? Like I'm never good enough. You know, I I, I would let people, Uh, you know, cross my boundaries left and right because I was stuck in the past, right? Like I did this, but then I learned from your brother and other people and Chris and and the circles we run in is like, dude, you can't change the past. You're doing great now, right? So stop. Going back there and and yeah. be your best that you can be, right? And yeah, right. Thank God I have like people like you in my life, my wife, you know, and the people you know in and out of recovery that show me by their example. Yeah, yes, life's going to happen, but this is what we do. Yeah. We just charge right. forward. We try That's to be it. the best example to other people that we That's can be. It. And something you said earlier, we try to help them along too, right? Because, yeah. you know, God will give yeah. us everything we want if, as long as yeah. we're being of service and we're helping people, right. you know. And I, right. I don't know if it was Jim Rohn, one of those personal development guys that says, you know, you want to get what you want to get, then help other people
0: get what they want to get.
2: Exactly. You know what I exactly. mean? I'm paraphrasing. It has to be that. I, I get it, though. That's that's a great paraphrase. <laughs> and um, that's true. Like, it's almost like a, a pendulum or a cycle of momentum. And it's like, if I'm up then I am, I have to lift somebody else. And if we all do that, when we're up, we reach back and get someone else. Yeah. Do you, it's, it's like almost a circle of momentum to where one helps another, helps another, helps another. In a minute, everybody is on this whole, let me help you. And it just kind of circles all the way back. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. In, in the world where we work it. And this is a moment right now where it's working. And hopefully somebody that's listening is being helped and they're being inspired. Um, I don't know if I shared with you on the last podcast that after Lonnie passed away on that Friday, um, that Tuesday, I woke up and I didn't have vision in my right eye. So I've been mm-hmm. since, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went, I had um optic, optic neuritis. And, for months prior to Lonnie passing, not even months. Let's just be real. Years, I had symptoms of multiple sclerosis, and I never really delved in it. I was like, okay, yeah, and and my I am a nurse practitioner, so we are our worst. Okay, we don't <laughs> we don't do well for ourselves, but we take great care of you. <laughs> We're like, no, we got something for that in the cabinet, and so for years it was <laughs> it was always like vitamin D deficiency or something like that, and. And my knee buckled one day and I was running, just a whole bunch of stuff was happening. But then when I lost vision, I was like, okay, yep, yeah, that's what this is. But hmm. At that moment, it's almost decision time. It's like, do I stop? Go take care of me. Or do I become what somebody else needs me to be in the state of grief that we're in? And at that moment, it was like, you know what, I have a left eye. I have two hands and two legs. I can serve someone else. And I know people are like, that is crazy. But sometimes you have to be what other people need you to be in the moment that they need you the most. And you have to partner with people where they are. And that's how you and I got where we are now on the podcast was that someone, Lonnie, came to where we were and decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to help them with Fearless Happiness or NP Training Network because we didn't see what they saw for whatever our handicap and blindness was at that time. Um, Even during the time whenever I knew I couldn't see, I didn't let anybody else know that I couldn't see.
1: Wow. (laughs) We learn something new every day, folks. (laughs) She (laughs) did not tell anybody. She's
2: right. No. And so, in, in hindsight, when I tell people, all the things that were going on. And April 15th, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis um, of last year. Um, So it's been a year. This is a month after I lost Lonnie. So, you know, it's like hit after hit after hit. And then the practice opened April 6th was the first patient. So amidst all the tragedy, there were still some triumphs. And I say all this to say, whoever it is that's listening, it's hit after hit. But there's a victory somewhere in the hit. I don't know where it is. And you do have to like knuckle down and find it. The knuckle down for me was, hey, chick, you got one eye, but you got one good eye. You lost a brother, but you got a sister-in-law who's my sister, nephew, a brother, your kids are fine. You have to find gratitude, even in the hit.
0: Oh yeah. You know,
2: and that's one thing we would do, even while Lonnie was in transition. You know, we'd get the reports from the doctors. This is happening. This happening. Every day, I would say, but he's still here. In the midst of everything we've been through in the last two years, anybody who's listening to this, you and I, can still say, I'm still here. If nothing else, that should like really make you. So grateful, uh, and I think in my response I emailed you and I said, "That's the key to the happiness is the gratitude part." Yep. No. Just to sit down and say, "Man, I can breathe on my own. I can walk." And once you know, diagnosed with MS, walking people take that for granted. Every day I can move my feet, my toes, my legs, my arms. I can feed myself, swallow, talk, breathe, laugh, smile on my own right. i'm so grateful for that Every I'm, we, I'm sorry to take over
1: no that's exactly no, no, this no. is about i said i was
2: gonna stay on point today
1: uh, no stay you're on, on point you're exactly talking about what needs to be heard right because we all have our things we're grateful for right and you know i find myself sometimes in moments right with my back not being exactly where i want to be right but here's the thing. Remember a year ago or whatever it was when I told you I'd go, I would go numb from the waist down and yeah. right, I had the surgery and, you know, it worked. I can actually yeah. feel everything. You know, yeah. I can go on walks with my wife and not Get have that. to rest after five minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um,
1: you know, and, you know, it's just, it, it's about, right. Having an attitude of gratitude. I mean, it's hard yeah. to be, angry or sad or depressed when you have things yes. you're grateful for. Right. But yes, I'm yes. not saying that those moments don't happen. We're human beings,
2: really? but um, yeah.
1: for the most part, like I don't dwell in the past or I don't dwell on the things I don't have. I, I focus on yeah. the great, uh, the things I do have, like my friends, like Angel, yeah, yeah. Or her brother, Chris, uh, the network I belong to, my recovery. Yeah. Right. Cause there's yeah. so much more. It's like, why even focus yeah. on that negative stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah right so like and you starting your own practice correct and and there was challenges with that like but you're still here you know what I mean like you said like <laughs> yeah I heard yeah. not you're still here multiple sclerosis yeah. you're still you know still providing here. help to people that need you yeah and right yeah. that's a testament to your And journey. isn't that
2: like an oxymoron it's like what? dude <laughs> it's almost like go to work and I have like a bandaid on one forearm from having had therapy like the week before or something. And it's like, dude, you're helping somebody and you literally just got out of a chair from getting a treatment. And it's, if you just stop for a minute, even if you're at your wit's end, you have something that somebody else wishes that they had. And it's just like, even with the treatments, it's like as you know, and they're not aggressive treatments, though, there are side effects but there are people who cannot get the treatments because they don't have insurance. Right. And I have seen my bill and I'm like, wow. If I didn't have insurance, I, I don't know. Like it just, I wouldn't, I would not be this well. And, and, you know, just the walking, like you said with after your surgery, it's, it's just phenomenal that, you know, even after half of the first treatment, I was able to walk my daughter to the bus stop. Right. Which is like half a block up the street. People would go, The bus stop, like, that's nowhere. Well, it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you have <laughs> well, you know, well. when you haven't walked in a year or, you know, you just got the sight back in your eye, you know, less you know, a year ago. It's it is a big to do and you take things, you learn to cherish every single thing. Yeah. And sometimes that's why these moments of I guess they are distressful moments or disheartening moments or the moments of grief and the moments of loss and the moments of failure they come so that we can look back at them and go wow I came through all of that and somebody's looking at you going how did you come through all of that and that's how you end up on this podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that you
2: can tell that story
1: Right. Exactly. And, and the truth is we know that being totally fearless is never going to happen. Right. I mean, there's yeah, always yeah. something right, but it's how we handle it or how we respond to those yeah, things yeah. that make us afraid. Right. We can either, yeah. like you said, move forward and move through it, or we could fold and and I can't do it. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: I can do it. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: And I choose not to be that way. I know you choose not to be that way. So I'm going to ask you, right. So we can uh, let the audience know. So Angel. Right? Yeah. What does fearless mean to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: That's, thank you. That's a great question. And and you guys, when you get, um, when, when Max interviews you guys for his podcast, this is a question that's going to take you like a week to get the answer to, to just be <laughs> ready. So just go ahead and, and use these questions now and cheat. But fearless to me, like you just said, there's never going to be a time when you're totally free of fear fear like it is a part of and I want to say everyday life as a mother I have daily anxieties is the school bus going to come is someone going to go into their school and shoot is something going to happen to them are they going to make it from the bus stop is a car going to hit them on the I mean there's so many things right. to be fearful or anxious about and that's normal we have been traumatized. And, and, and by default, we are naturally born with two fears. As children, as infants, newborns, we are born with two fears, the fear of falling
0: mm-hmm. and the
2: fear of loud noises. It's called the moral reflex. Yep. And mm-hmm. in the hospital, what we do to test the baby is we pretend we're gonna drop it, but not really. And the baby's hands go out, legs go out, clenched fists out, head goes back, like, ah, like we do Ooh. when we're scared. Right. But it is a second later and all that just kind of comes back in. And it literally is the picture I see when we talk about being fearless. It's for a split second that we have this fear. Then we have to say, hey, what are we really fearful of? What am I truly afraid of? Right. Get down to it. I'm really afraid that someone's going to hurt or harm my children. I'm really afraid that they're not going to have lunch at school. They're going to be hungry. You have to get down and deal with it and figure out what is the real issue. What are we really afraid of? Like I said, we're born with those two fears. The other fears have come from the outside. I've seen yeah. somebody's child get hit by a car. I've heard about kids getting hit, shot at school. Those fears have come from the outside. So we have to get back to let me be less full of fear. Yeah. That's what fearless means it's, to me it's to be less full of this fear of someone's going to do something to your child. Someone's going to do something to you, or you're going to go blind again. You're not going to be able to walk on your own. Those fears are voices that we will hear. we got to turn those down, sort of put them on mute and, and figure out when we want to use those. Because if I'm afraid that I'm going to not be able to walk again, I need to go to physical therapy, which I just finished up, by the way. So that whenever I need those tools, I have them at the ready. Hey, I need to exercise my legs because I fear, honestly, truthfully, transparently, in front of you and the world that's listening to the podcast. One of my fears is that I won't be able to walk on my own. But it hasn't happened yet. Right. So what am I afraid of? Walk. You can walk.
1: Yeah. Do it. Uh Do
2: the thing. It hasn't happened yet. (laughs) because if it had happened already, I wouldn't have been able to walk to the corner when we're trying to get the sound right. Right. (laughs) But the the thing about being fearless is just to attempt to, and like I said, post-pandemic and still in the pandemic, -pandemic, mid-pandemic, wherever we are in the thing, we have to be less full of the fear, less full of the fear that the child's not going to make it to the bus stop, that they're going to get hit by a car, or we're not going to, make the rent this month or we're not going to make the car note this month or whatever the fear is, try to figure out where that has come from because it wasn't yours. It came from somebody else or it came right. from somewhere else. You failed before you're going to fail again. Well, who said that? You don't know you're going to fail again because you didn't try again.
1: <laughs> right. You if know? you don't try again, like, you, had had you I not know.
2: try again. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You don't try again. You don't fail again. So you got a 50, 50 chance really. Right. You got a chance, really, because like you can hundred percent fail, you can hundred percent succeed. So it's the hundred hundred chance. But the the fearlessness for me just means to be less fearful and to put more faith into something that's bigger than you. My faith is heavy in God, and it's like, dude, I, I can't do any of this right. without you. Yeah. I, my eyes can't reach around the corner. Right. But can, yeah, exactly. you know, I, right. I'd love to be right behind my kids at school, but I can't be right. But, but I know that God can be everywhere and he is everywhere. And that's how we all get to these moments of fearlessness. And he says 365 plus times, do not fear.
0: Right. So
2: every day I get up and I say, do not be afraid. Even though it's, I'm like, oh, but I'm nervous. I get, You're still human, so you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm still nervous. I'm anxious. Uh." Right. But you have to keep saying, do not be afraid. Have courage. Because if you become afraid to the point where you get paralyzed, literally or figuratively, I can't get what you have. You can't heal anybody. You can't help anybody because your fear has you stuck in the corner at your house.
0: Yes. When there's
2: people out in this world that need to hear what you have to say. They need to see your face. They need to see you walking after you just said you were blind <laughs> last year. They need to see you. They need you to come from underneath that table and shine the light. Like they need you to come out and Absolutely. not be fearless because someone's waiting on your story to be told. Um, so don't be afraid. Like even though it's it's scary. Life is for me in 45 years, this is the scariest my life has ever been. Shootings. And it's just... I know,
1: because your mom's oh, there, and I know that crazy. you know. I know how that affects my wife, her daughters, right? You know that yeah. our grandkids, and how can you not be afraid, right? But well, like yeah. you said, but when you have faith in something that's bigger than yourself, like for you like yeah. me too, it's God, right? Then yeah. I know whatever happens is according to His plan, and that's the way that's it's supposed true. to go, right? So that's that will lead me into this next question, right? Yeah. Knowing I yeah. put the why in happiness. <laughs> This right. What does up. happiness mean to you? And how does happiness show up in your life? Knowing I put a why there.
2: Yeah. So you put the why there and I'll tell you, oh man, I tell you if I could <laughs> describe, if I could describe God in one word, it would be intentional. Cause I am not lying to you. This was a week ago, a week or so ago. I told you my middle son had caught COVID at school And it was just like, literally I had to get down to the gratitude part. And that's where your happy is. It's like, and I told my daughter at the bus stop, like it was Monday morning and I said, I just wanna be full of joy to the point where it just like boils out on people, like (laughs) spills over, pours out on people. You know, I just watch people and I'm like, dude, that is a whole ball of sunshine right there. Like, what is that they have? And it's just joy. And, and I don't know the, the why story, but I think that's, I'll let you sit, shoy, share your why. When I looked at your why, I saw the word joy um, in, the, in, the, in all capitals because joy is internal right. and happiness <laughs> is external. And right. that just means I have to have something happening for me to be happy and Ren and Stimpy sings happy happy joy joy and it's like joy joy goes on forever and and so it's like the joy comes from inside and I think the joy is rooted in gratitude it's like dude I just like tried it I just ran a little bit like (laughs) she got her legs back, and it's nothing that I can buy right it's nothing that anyone can give me nothing anyone can do there's nothing that's dependent on that. It is just internally grateful. And it's the why that you see me full of joy. It's like, dude, your your brother's dead. Yeah, but he was alive for like 45 years
1: of my life, all of
2: my life. You see what I'm saying? And it's how can you be happy? Cause I had him. Right. just the people who didn't have him are the people that, you know, they missed out on a treat, you know?
0: Okay.
2: And, yeah. and it's just like, you're, you're happy is your why. And it's like, your joy. Why are you so joyful? Because I'm grateful, dude. I can breathe on my own. I can feed myself. I can see two eyes. You know, it's like, I can move my hands. I can talk. I can walk. It's the inside. The happiness is an inside. And I keep saying it's an inside job. It's, it's just, it, it's all, it comes down to you
1: absolutely and that's why i put the why so when i came up with is that happiness,
2: really why Y'all, so I, I didn't even know that yeah
1: so oh, i had the conversation I so I, yeah i sent the book name to your brother and he saw the why and he goes, first thing like normal anybody would go that you spelled it wrong
2: you spelled and it wrong said, right yeah i,
1: I said i said but think about it Lonnie. Yep. i go you and i when we talk we can talk for hours and we can laugh and we can joke and and i go Right happiness, right with the I is fleeting. Right, I get mm-hmm. happy. I got mm-hmm. an A on my paper. I got happy. I passed mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my boards. Right, mm-hmm. but the next yeah. day something yeah. can happen, and you could be like the, on the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I told him. <laughs> so, dude, I, I got to pay for this. Right, and you said it. Right, I said the reason I put the Y there. I said what happens is when happiness comes from here inside why. Mm happiness comes mm. from you, Roy. Right. Excuse me. I said, that's when you experience joy and joy mm. is lasting. Happiness is fleeting. But when, when it comes from your Shut heart up. inside, I said, that's yeah. why I put the Y there I go, then you get to experience joy and joy, joy. is lasting. Right. And where does that come from? And I said, you. I told your brother, I go, you always hear me talking about gratitude and me doing a gratitude journal. So I, Angel, for almost 19 years now, I've been doing a gratitude journal where, you know, three things in the morning I'm grateful for. Sometimes it's five, as you see when I post, or, yeah. and I mean, I should say I do it in the evening, right? So I wake up with gratitude, which makes me happy yeah, yeah. and joyful. And then I go to bed. So where my last thoughts or my last things I put in my brain are things I'm grateful for. So yeah. that's why, you know, oh. I, and that's why <laughs> and that's where hey, I came up guys, with the name.
2: I did not even yeah. know that. And this is my second podcast with you. Yeah. I did not know that's where the why came from.
1: That's exactly where the why came from. Oh, and you just explained oh it God. perfectly. So I want to thank you for coming on and being a guest. You are amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Mine
2: is blown. Right. You are amazing.
1: <laughs> so what? if people want to work with you, right, or get to how do they find you so they can like say I have these, you know, uh, what are you, aspiring nurse practitioners and they want to find your I know you're on Facebook, but how can they get a hold of you if they if they want some maybe coaching or or be a part of your group and, or your yeah, book too? So, like, uh, where's uh, your book yet? Yes,
2: yeah, so the, the second volume of Small Pearl and Every Girl has not yet been Fully published because we have a couple other co-authors we're working with too, and um, but that'll be able to that'll be available on Amazon. <clears throat> um, a couple other things that I'm working on to be available by then. We'll have done another podcast, but on Facebook I am Anjali L. Robinson Partridge. Um, the other media outlets I'm not really on them, but you guys, if you just hit me on Facebook, message me, and just if you just need inspiration or conversation or some form of light in your life, I hope that I can be that for you. Just message me on Facebook and we will go from there, whatever you need. awesome. I'm sure that we'll be able to share light with each other. So just like we have on this podcast.
1: And everybody got to know she's a bright light. She's one of my favorite bright lights. So so before we part then. You are a gift. You are a gift. So, and I'm grateful that you're, you're part of my life and, and that we're friends and that, you know, despite the tragedies that we both have experienced, you know, we remain friends. And, you know, that that war- that's one of my on my gratitude list that always warms my heart. Yeah. So I want you to, before we part, leave the audience with one piece of advice, like I say, that will help them grow as a human being. What would you tell somebody out there, my audience?
2: Basically, the one thing I really want people to know is it, whatever it is you want to do, if you think about doing it, just do it. No matter who else has done it, how they did it, there's there's one of you. Just be the best at whatever it is. Always want to be a gift to someone else. And whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. Take a chance on you. Bet on you. And don't stop until you are proud of you.
1: That's Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for the wonderful interview you gave. Awesome. So you heard it, everybody. From one of the bright lights to all of you out there, pay attention, right? Just because you have some failures doesn't mean you have to quit. And she's a great example of that. So thank you so much for coming on and being a guest again. I appreciate you You more than you know. And we'll do this again.
2: Yeah, we will. Have a great day.
1: You too. Have a great day, everybody.
0: You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around. And now, Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.maxnaist.com on Facebook at max.nast. Till next time, keep the fight, and we'll see you soon.